Welcome everyone to House on Fire and Austin Oaks Church Parenting Podcast, where we talk about all things parenting for every phase, our desires to help raise the next generation of believers. And today we have Chip and Diane Jackson with us. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for being able to take the time and to make it happen. So tell us a little bit about yourselves and about your family. Because I know you, but and I know a lot of our church knows you guys, but maybe people listening don't know who you are. And we are not related. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Same last name, but not related. Yes. That we know of. Yes. Well, my name is Diane Jackson, and I am married to Chip. And we've been married for, this is, we're in our 31st year. We got married in 1990. We have four children. Madison is a girl. She's 27. Grayson, another girl. She's almost 24. Reagan, another girl. She is 21. And then we have one boy, Kemper, who is 19. Yeah, yeah. So, and let's see. I guess I was a stay-at-home mom for 18 years and went back into the workforce in 2012 part-time and then started working full-time in 2013 as a realtor for Realty Austin. And sold us our first house yes, in 2015. Fun. We had a good time. I remember that. I actually remember you backing into the car across the street. <laughs> and then and then my wife backed into the neighbor like a week after we lived there. Anyway, the roads are terribly narrow. It's yeah. But when you get your neighbors, have yes. all of my accidents in reverse. <laughs> it's okay. It is fine. And Chip, what about you, man? What do you What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm an architect and uh, do commercial architecture here in Austin. And um, yeah, married to Diane. That's a, a real blessing. And uh, we've we've really enjoyed each other in our marriage. Yeah, of 31 years. And he, he knew what he knew how many years it was. I yep. like it. Ask it's easy him, with a round ask, number. Ask him what time of the day we got married. Eleven thirty. Oh, wow. Good, honey. Oh, you really? I have no idea. I've got a tattooed on my wrist. No, you don't. I, you see, is that really the right time? Yes, yeah. half past eleven. I do not remember. Is it bad that I don't know? You need to go look it up so you can have that in your. We do have the little like mind. I want to say it's a bulletin, but it's like not a bulletin. Order of worship. Yeah, we have one of those things framed on our wall. I clearly need to look at it more, mm-hmm. I guess. Okay, all right. Well, so today's kind of topic is going to be kind of under the, under the umbrella of like empty nester stage of life. Like all of yours, you're for either adults or in college, still have one staying with you f- like right now. Um, and obviously they're going to come back and stay with you during the summer that you're aware of, I'm assuming, right? All but one. All but so, one. So our oldest, Madison, is uh, a graduate of University of Arkansas, a business major, or marketing major, actually, and uh, lives and works in, in Fayetteville. So she's on her own and off our payroll, lives in her own apartment, and um, does her own thing. Uh, Grayson is uh, at St. Edward's and, um, excuse me, <coughs> and um, is uh, going to wrap up in December. And uh, she lives at home. Uh, and then Reagan uh, is at Texas Tech and lives in a student housing apartment there. She'll be back in the summer. Mm-hmm. And then Kemper is at University of Arkansas also uh, in a dorm uh, with a friend here from Austin Oaks Church. And they'll be back. Um, he'll be back in the summer um, also. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, very close to the empty nester stage of life. And so let's talk a little bit about like what... What things do you wish you would have done to prepare for this stage of life that you're in? 
like no grandkids yet, no like son-in-laws and that kind of thing yet. But like, what, what do you wish you would have done to help you prepare for the stage better? Very loaded well, question. I know <laughs> I wrote a few, a few things down. I think for me, um, you know, that you always hear people talk about how time passes so quickly. Yeah. And, uh, that for me, I think more on the tail end, uh, when, when your kids are young, uh, in elementary school or, or even middle school, you feel like you've got lots ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, but it really does pass, I think on the tail end of things by very quickly. And so, um, you know, all the times that I was busy at work or had other things uh, going on or um, other other uh, uh, things that occupied my time, um, I always, I think, thought that there would be more time to be more available or to do yeah. to do things. And those times just kind of evaporate, you yeah. know. Um, I know that you're real big into living every day as though it's your last. And um, I think that's a great um, uh, example. There's a book, I think, that you... You read that you, you got yeah. that from. Yeah, parent every day as if it parent every day if it as if it matters or as if it's uh, from Orange or whatever a book. That, yep. Yeah, and that's hard, uh, you know, because when you've got dinners to be cooked or because yeah. uh, it have to be driven to sports practice or they've got homework to do, um, it's it's a grind, uh, you know, especially when you've got four kids to uh, do all that. Fortunately, with Diane being home. Uh, she was able to take care of a lot of that. And then I've got my job responsibilities, yeah. uh, which is very demanding as an architect. And when you say demanding, is that like time, 40 hours, 50, like what, what's kind of, I love 40 hour weeks. That'd, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Um, so, you know, one of the things I think a successful architect learns probably, uh, any profession is, you know, not to be a clock watcher. That's something that, mm -hmm. uh, my dad kind of instilled mom and dad instilled in me was you work, uh, hard, and you don't, you don't sit there for the uh, clock to tick. Yeah. You know, your eighth, your eighth hour, and you're you're out of there regardless of what's going on. Um, but yeah, my job's been demanding over the years, and I think um, you know things I wish I'd done more for this this stage would be um, be more available. Um, also, prayer. You know, I, I prayed a lot for my kids. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's always a feeling that. You know, could have prayed more, could have prayed more with them, uh, could have prayed more with Diane um, about that. Yeah, I guess for me, um, I, you know, as a stay-at-home mom, I did pretty much everything for my kids and still yeah. until I started working part-time. I mean, I was doing their laundry, I was making their lunches, I was, and that kind of came to a halt when, I guess, Kemper's our youngest, and he was in middle school, I think, when I started working part-time, and that's when I kind of released the tasks that I had been doing as a stay-at-home mom to my kids that were still at home. They needed to start doing their laundry, they needed to start packing their own lunches, and even making their own breakfast when they got yeah. up. Um, but really just the practical things in life, I feel like we, um, I'm just trying to think, just to navigate, you know, getting a prescription from the doctor and, you know, I don't know, just I'm, I'm trying to think of more concrete things that, um, you know, and how, how our medical insurance works. And, yeah. you know, we've, we've dealt with a lot of out-of-network expenses because our kids were just unaware of what that meant and how yeah. it affects us. And, you know, those are just the practical things that, 
I guess I wish that we probably spent more time just the day-to-day on the reg kind of yeah. life. That yeah. Yeah, we had quite a with. few conversations over the winter break about what in-network and out-of-network <laughs> medical means. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, when you've got a kid that's an adult yeah. and something happens... Um, in one instance, the kid was taken to the hospital and, uh, he, I just gave it away. Um, they, uh, you know, uh, felt like it wasn't good to go to the hospital because they, they knew it would incur a cost, but then, you know, what an in-network hospital means and, and dollars and cents. Right. And then, um, so there's, there's been some examples like that where I don't know how many parents out there, uh, actively teach their kids. That I'm sure there's some, um, but really kind of what we're seeing a lot now is coaching and teaching our kids more about adulting. Yeah. Um, you know, the transition from them being our children with our um, uh, guidance and direction and decisions on kind of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, transitioning to uh, a lot is kind of on them to mm-hmm. figure out. Um you know, with budgets and what they buy and what they eat and what they do with their time uh, is largely um, unknown yeah. by us, except what they, you know, share with us or tell us or what we see on Instagram or um, Facebook. Yeah. So um, really trying to prepare them, you know, to be better adults, to avoid paying the, uh, you know, $2,000 medical bill that now mom and dad are responsible for because they didn't know that before, before that happened. <laughs> Yes, I feel like this podcast was just eye-opening just for me because now I'm like, oh, yeah, my my kids need to know that. <laughs> so that way I don't have to – so you may have just saved me thousands of dollars. We'll find out when they're older. So yeah. time time will tell. So Yeah, once they turn 18, they don't – I mean, you know, the hospital's not going to call you and ask tell you that your child is in there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you just have to get all that stuff straightened out. But um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What, what about like, so, you know, now that your teenagers aren't around as much and so they're not as absorbing as much of your time. Um, and so what does it look like for you both to, uh, to be intentionally growing in your relationship now that a majority of your time is not consumed, not, and I don't say that in a bad way, but a majority of your time is now not consumed with your kids and doing what they want. And so what does it look like for you two in your relationship to keep growing together? Cause a lot of couples, the moment their kids graduate high school and or college, they get divorced. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's, a, it's a big divorce yep. season mm-hmm. and there's others, but, um, and so like, how are you guys intentionally growing in your relationship? Well, we, I guess it started maybe three years ago and that's when, I mean, Kemper was the youngest and he's, in, he was in high school. So we ended up taking a trip together, just the two of us, um, to Canada, and it was in October, so it was during the school year, which we could never have done that. You know, you can't do that when your kids are younger and you're yeah. having to drive them to and from and all that kind of thing. But so we've been pretty good about taking vacations, just the two of us, and that's a really great time to reconnect and, you know, just enjoy the non-interrupting, mm-hmm. you know, schedule of just having the two people and being able to... um just talk and get to know but each we other don't again, we don't get so. to do that often enough right yeah. i mean yeah. that's only a week or two weeks maybe it's out, of, it, out a of a year, year. Yeah. yeah and so kind of the day-to-day thing um we, we haven't done this in a while but uh years ago we had um a lunch date with each other on a i think it was a friday 
uh, every week. And I would work downtown. And uh, this was probably before Diane started doing her real estate business. Um, she would come downtown and it would be an appointment on my calendar. Yeah. Uh, just like with any other client or a, a coworker. And uh, we go to lunch and, and sometimes that ended up being, you know, just kind of running through the logistics about what was going on. Mm-hmm. But it was an intentional time yeah. to spend time together, not, not in front of the kids yeah. at home with everything else going on. For sure. <laughs> um, with us now, I think uh, we're not truly empty nesters, our, especially with the pandemic. Yeah. Our kids had been home uh, for a large part of that time. Uh, and then also during uh, winter break, uh, they were home. And then my oldest daughter, who lives and works in Fayetteville, has been coming down uh, because she's able to work remote and been at the house. So yeah. it's been still a, a house full of lots of kids kind of coming and going. Yeah, for sure. But but different. Yeah. And um, Diane and I continue to do what we do. Uh, I'm still working full time. She's still working full time. Uh, so it's a lot quieter. Um, we actually have all the kids are, are gone this week um, and it, either in school or uh, visiting another uh, sibling. And um, this has been quieter. Yeah. Um, and I'll say, you know, I've been busy with work and Diane's not been busy with work, but she just kind of does uh, the other activities. She's involved in Bible studies <laughs> or other things. Um, so it's just been, it's been quiet. For sure, I, I I wouldn't say that we're you know experts in in what uh, it will be like when say we're retired yeah and the kids are gone um, you know we'll we'll have to uh, continue to to feed and nurture our our relationship relationship in a different way yeah uh, when when that time comes absolutely and and you know and just to sake of conversation when we talk about empty nesters primarily just authority changes yep. Big time, as I mean, I've heard, I guess, because <laughs> I, I don't know what that's like yet. But just, you know, you, you, you're not probably telling your teenagers or I guess your adults now, like you've got to be home at a certain time. And, you know, a lot of the authority that you had is not there, probably rightfully so. We do. Yeah, yeah we do. Like, you know, when our kids come home from college, we want them to be home at a reasonable hour because, I mean, I can sleep through them not being at home, but Chip is the one that's staying up. You know, it's yeah. midnight. Where are they? What are they doing? Um, so just out of respect for being in our house, we, sure. we ask them to, you know, try to be home at this certain time. Yeah. Um, and they're okay with that. So, but yeah. at college, I mean, you know, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> for I sure. I do have them on find friends, but... Yeah, I'm usually asleep when I'm wondering. Yeah, so. yeah. So before the podcast, we talked about um, really. I think the biggest change uh, that Dine and I have had to transition to is not so much about empty nesting as it is how we train our kids to be adults. Yeah. So we talked about the medical insurance thing. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, things about budget. You know, I've got conversations with my oldest daughter about uh, how many exemptions she's have on our W two form. <laughs> or yeah. you know filing uh filing income taxes or yeah. uh she owns a uh, a car you know uh kind of guiding her through things to think about or look for when you have a car repair yeah um <clears throat> we probably should have taught you know some of those more intentionally i think when they were younger but at the same time i think them going through it at the time you get better ears yeah. uh, and, and willingness to listen uh, to what you're 
what your advice is. Yeah, absolutely. So, what like wisdom would you give to, you know, somebody who's like maybe my stage of life or they have littles at home, like how to be intentional with like your marriage at that stage of life. So that way, you know, when the kids are gone and they're off, you're not sitting around and, you know, if, if you, it's like, if you haven't taken care of your house in 20 years and you try just to paint it, right? like it's obvious, like you just painted an old nasty looking house and it doesn't do any good. So I think relationships can be the same. So if you don't work on your marriage for 20 years and the kids are gone and then now you try to work on the marriage, which is good and God honoring, but yet that's way harder because you haven't been for 20 years. So what, what wisdom or advice would you give to, you know, married couples of younger kids on how to keep their marriage at the center of their, of their family and not their kids. I think you have to schedule it really. I mean, especially with little kids. And if, if you can't get a sitter, then do something after they go to bed, you know, and just be expectant and know that, okay, the first Friday of every month, we're going to do something. Either we can get a sitter, we can afford that week, or we can't. And if we can't, what is that going to look like? Okay, we're going to put the kids to bed, and then we're going to have popcorn and watch a movie together. Or, you know, we're actually going to grill steaks, and the kids are going to be asleep. You know, we're going to have our date night at home. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think if it's not scheduled, it's not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And also, too, I think, you know, when we first met our, who became our spouse, um, uh, it was just the two of us uh, for most marriages, yeah. right? Not not all of them, but mm-hmm. for most marriages, they don't have the kids um, before they, they have uh, each other. And so I think the relationship starts out uh, the two of you. And um, I, I would say our kids... I, I try to make it known to them that my relationship with Diane is primary. And that doesn't mean that theirs is secondary necessarily, but I want, I need to be in unity with, with mom. Yeah. And, um, I need time with mom and there's times where whatever they think their needs are, um, are secondary to maybe what Diane and I need. Yeah. And so that's always been a, a priority for me is, is when, um, I need time with her or she needs time with, with me. We make a point to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, it could be a walk. It could be, um, you know, maybe, uh, you send the kids off, you know, kind of at a friend's house or whatever, and you get some time together, but making that a priority is making each other the priority. And then the kids are kind of secondary to, to that. No, that's good. No, that's really, really good. Um, what, what, what does it look like? Like, and again, you guys aren't quite empty nesters, but has that thought, like, has that come sooner than you thought it would or later than you thought it would? I know things are different now because if like the pandemic hadn't happened, like, you know, you probably, some of your kids wouldn't be around as much and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But did you think that you would have more time or that becoming empty nesters would feel like farther down the road or did that even feel more so like when three were gone and you just had the one around? It seemed to be an eternity away when our kids were young. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and and I would say, I mean, my oldest is five and then Maverick's three. And then we've got, a, you know, one percolating right now. And it feels, it does feel like an eternity. Like it yep. feels like I don't even know. Yeah. That's like a lifetime from now. Because you're in the grind. Yeah. Right. But then I would say probably when they get in high school, you really start to realize when they're, when they're able to drive uh, or spend time with, 
with friends independently yeah. without much kind of input from you. That's where it really started to hit me, mm. I think. And with four kids, that hits at different times in your life and your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> so um, ours was more extended period of time that we're going through all that than someone with fewer kids. For sure. But for me, that's when it was. I don't know when it was for you. Yeah, for sure. High school and, you know, they don't, the high schoolers don't want to be with you. So, <laughs> you know, and Kemper yeah. was our last one. So, you know, pretty much their junior and senior year, they're kind of in and out and just ready to fly the coop. Yeah. So, was that ever hard, like knowing that your cherished little ones that you brought home that were seven pounds or whatever as a high schooler now just don't want to be with you? Like, I mean, like, not for me. Was that I, hard? I guess that's a personality thing. Like, I know, you know, I have friends that are moms and they just, I mean, I think it's real important not to make your kids, you know, an idol for you, for you, yeah. for sure. But, um, you know, I, I have a friend who said, you know, she took her daughter to the bus and it was kindergarten. It was the first day that she put her on the bus to go to kindergarten and all the moms were standing there on the curb and the kids were on the bus and all the moms were crying and waving to their kids. And she said, I was crying because I thought this is the, this is the first day for a long time that I'm going to have to get up at 6 a.m. for 13 years. And my kid is going to, you know, all these other moms were missing their kids. And she was thinking like, oh, my gosh. You know, self. Yeah, she's yeah. thinking. So I guess, you know, it's kind of like when you, when and you haven't gotten there yet, but when you get to fifth grade with your last elementary school child, you're done with elementary school. You don't want to do science fair anymore. You mm. don't want to, you know, you're just, you don't want to do the room parent thing. You're just you're done with elementary school. And I think yeah. every season has been like that. And so, you know, when Kemper was done with middle school, I was like, Oh good. I'm done with middle school. You know? So yeah. I think God just prepares you, hmm. you know, when he graduated high school, I wasn't, I didn't have any, um, I wasn't so sad that I didn't have another one in high school. I mean, I'd already gone through my four kids and yeah. I was ready. I, I was ready to move on to the next thing. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say I kind of disagree. Diane, I don't know if she's being serious or is, is joking about our kids not wanting to spend time around us. Um, our kids are very, uh, D Diane's a very important part of their lives. And we joke about it in our family about, uh, they come downstairs and the first thing they ask me is where's mom? Yeah. You know, what's, what's mom doing? And it's like little chicks you know, looking, it, you know, awesome. looking for mama hen. Yeah. And, and it's a security thing, mm. right? Even as, as old as they are, yeah, uh, they want to know kind of where mom is. And often they go in the bedroom uh, if she's in there and um, uh, hunt her down and, and talk to her. And so mom brings a lot of soothing, um, comforting um, uh, aspects to, to their life. Yeah. So that, that's, that's true even as of a few days ago. That's uh, true as, as of today. Last you know, night. she, she yeah. constantly is getting calls from them and FaceTime awesome. and all that. So, you know, don't want to portray it that they, they just want to completely uh, detach. And I'd say we're fortunate yeah. in, in that respect. Um, my phone doesn't ring off the hook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when they call me, I, I uh, am kind of wondering, you know, are they in jail? <laughs> uh, they got a speeding ticket. Um, you know, they, have they wrecked something? Um, 
Yeah. But mom, mom's kind of the glue, you know, and, and, uh, so that's, uh, that's remained consistent as their, yeah. their adults. No, and, I, I, and I know some form or some fashion, I probably am, you know, too, maybe more in a business. Um, uh, hey dad, how many exemptions should I put on my W2 form? They're, they're not calling mom about that. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, the relationships are different. No, absolutely. Absolutely. What are, what are a couple of things that like empty nesters or those who are close to your phase of life or a little farther beyond, what are a few things that, that you would recommend for you know empty nesters to do intentionally? Um, and it may be just in terms of like, you know, texting your kids every week. Um, don't expect them to call you or that sort of thing. Like my mom has this, like if I don't call her, she is like so mad. Like the expectation is that I would call her. And I'm kind of like, but you're my mom. Like you should, you should be calling me. Like, and so there's expectations and things that people have, but what are some things that you would say that, that people in your stage of relationship with your kids, you know, slash adults, what, what should they do to be intentional about keeping those relationships strong as best they can? Cause not everyone's kids is in town, you know, could be across the country. Um, and that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. I think the weekly phone call, at least weekly, you know, if it's not more than that. Yeah. And yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of at a loss. I'm thinking, okay, do I call my kids? They usually call me. So like Chip yeah. was saying, so I don't have to be. Which know, is awesome. If I don't hear well, from them, then I will seek them out. So. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, for me, the thing I need to be intentional about is being intentional. Hmm. Right. Whether that's be like I talked about going to lunch with Diane. Um, time can very quickly take away for me. Yeah. You know, a day goes by a couple days a week a month um even with my relationship with my parents um i sometimes have to be intentional to contact them uh if they don't call me yeah um and diane's real good about doing that um that's just kind of how she's wired in her nature um so it comes more naturally to her she's more in touch with with uh people than i am um for me it's got to be more thinking that it needs to be done and then coming up with some kind of mechanism to make that happen. Yeah. You know, maybe I put an appointment in my uh, calendar or I set my alarm or um, I, I just have to remember Lucas asking me, what do you do to be intentional and think, yeah. you know, Hey, I'm going out to breakfast or I'm going to a, a home supply store, you know, take a kid, take a kid with me. Yeah. Um, I heard, I heard an example one time, <clears throat> I've got cedar allergies. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. I, I heard a story one time about, um, uh, I think it's someone that goes to our, our church. I, I don't, I won't say their name. Um, cause I'm not, I'm not sure, but I think that every time the dad went out to do something, he always took one of their kids with him, and they yeah. had a lot of kids. And so that was his way of, uh, being intentional. Yeah. You know, if he's going to run an errand, uh, who's, who's going to go with him. Yeah. Um, that's good. And it works, I think for some families, it didn't work for us. Uh, if Diane goes to do anything, uh, everyone wants to go with her. <laughs> <laughs> if I I'm love to the tire store, I can't, I can't seem to, you know, round anybody up to go, to go, uh, yes. uh pick out some new tires. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that is. But, uh. And I think, well, lately I've just started doing this. Um, and Amazon Prime really helps because um, 
you know, when my kids are out of town, if they're having a bad day or something, I can just go on there and send them something just really inexpensively. It doesn't have to be, it could even be a food item that I know that they like. Um, And I just say, this sounds like you need a little happy. So I just let them know I got you a little happy. Send it over. I'm not sure I've gotten a happy I, I'm you thinking I'm, I'd be happy. calling my mom too if if <laughs> was my mom was more happy in my life. Some chocolate chip cookies would really make oh, me happy right now. Oh, I should have brought some. Uh, maybe next time we have you guys on. But well, what would be a couple of things you'd recommend for somebody like or they're more in my phase? Maybe they're newlyweds or maybe they have a little at home, elementary age. Like, what are a couple of things that you'd recommend? Hey, you guys need to be intentional in this, and it could be marriage related or it could be parenting related but like what, what what things would you tell them in, at that stage of life to be intentional about i think praying together hmm. is just you know that that just gives you another level of intimacy with each other and with you know with our father yeah so no that's good that's really good and i would say you know i think that we we personally uh uh to be vulnerable and transparent we didn't do enough of that. Um, you know, it, it seems like when we did that was when maybe there was a, uh, a big problem or a crisis or yeah. uh, when we were trying to be intentional or maybe we heard the pastor, you know, talk yeah. about praying together. Um, so uh, that's definitely, you know, one of the things. I'd say um, I love the word intentional because if we don't live intentionally and have goals or priorities in our life, we can just be kind of tossed to and fro, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. With the waves of life and become very frustrated and very um, empty or uh, unproductive, yeah. inefficient. And so I think whatever that is for parent or, or parents um, is, is to try to be intentional about what it is you're after and then, Maybe taking a little bit of time uh, to uh, individually and then together to kind of figure out how you accomplish that. Yeah. Um, and then just acting on it. You know, and that's, that's yeah. the hardest part of the execution, um, at least for me, is, mm. you know, I can think about all kinds of things that I want to do, but when it comes down to uh, actually doing it, then that can be a different story. Yeah. So that was mine. I thought I had it off. No, that's good. Yeah, th- I mean, that helps because I remember um, uh, my wife's uncle, we were at, at the wedding and I, we were maybe sitting down eating and he walks over to me and the one thing advice, he's like, hey, I got to tell you this. And we're, I mean, we've, we've only been married like 35 minutes. We just, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, okay, homie. Like, Very he, green. yeah, you know, and, and you I'm celebrate your 30 minute anniversary. <laughs> and you missed it. Yeah, I'd absolutely miss that. Yeah, I missed that one. But he, but he said that, to um pray often with your wife yeah and um uh yeah that's not been a high value that i have executed very very well at all and so and i I don't carry i don't want to carry a lot of guilt about not doing that as much Uh, i think we can always pray more right um but even if you pray uh, for your kids by yourself and there was certainly a lot of that in my my life and i know for diane's um Prayer is not something that should be overlooked. Yeah, um, God does hear our prayers, and uh, it. I think the act of praying helps us uh, with our perspective as well. Yeah. Um, in addition, no, for sure. 
what do you guys miss about the daily grind of being parents? Like, what do you miss about nothing? It? <laughs> do you, no, do you miss really, anything? I really don't. I mean, I feel like our life is a lot less. Our relationship is less stressful now that our kids are in college and beyond because, yeah. you know, opposites attract and Chip and I are not the same. And, you know, the way that we discipline is different. The way that we deal with school, homework, all of that tests, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I really don't miss that part of our i mean i'm kind of glad it's over to tell you the truth just to be honest <laughs> no it's so, it's a grind it is you know it's, it it's is. hard it is and, hard and uh having kids under six months when they don't do anything um for themselves they don't do more at seven months either but um <laughs> yeah. you know it, it it's hard and and you're just trying to survive every day yeah or survive the hour um I, I don't miss how much. I mean, certainly you miss miles, miss you know having the the milestones for that sure. Were, they were in their lives, um, you know, the firsts, you know, the riding the bikes, and yeah. there's still a lot of firsts, different firsts. Oh yeah, but uh, none of my kids are married. So when or if one of them decides to get married, then that'll be new territory for Diane and me to try to figure out. That's we don't have any grandkids. That's three weddings to pay for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's why I'm working. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As of right now, we've only got one, uh, and that feels an eternity away. So I feel like I, I trying got, to get through college first. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you yeah. Know, college and and weddings is kind of the double double whammy for sure. Um, but one thing I really, I mean, one thing I'm looking forward to, and I've been doing it for a few years now anyway with Mothers of Preschoolers, and now we changed the name to Mothers in Community here at the church. Yeah. Um, I am a mentor mom for those young moms, and that was an organization that was really a lifeline for me when I was a preschool mom. Yeah. I was able to go to that and just vent and just be around other moms that we're in the same stage of life that I was in. And now that I am doing the reverse, you know, I'm a, a mentor mom looking at these young moms. Yeah. It's just, you know, I hope that that's something that Chip and I can do now that, you know, our kids are older. We can mentor people that have yeah. different stages of life. Not that we, we don't have all the answers for sure. And we made plenty of mistakes along the way because we're just human. But um, it is good to have... A, someone in your life that is your what is it um you have paul timothy and or paul yeah. barnabas and timothy to kind of have that model yeah. yeah that moths program has been i remember when we moved here mm -hmm. uh somebody from the church paid for Mel like melissa's spot because mm -hmm. it like fills up like and we didn't know like we didn't know what moths was and we secretly think that it was Sean Constant. We, mm. ha we have no idea, but that's who we think it was. She just had a baby. Y'all moved in May or something. She had her, no, you moved, she had her baby in Paisley in June, right? Yeah, June. And we moved here when uh, Paisley was three months old. So, okay. no, 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 three weeks yes. old. Yeah, three Sean weeks Constant old. Sean Constant just had a baby? No, 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 no. no. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Okay, because okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, when my wife and I moved here, ah, uh, okay. we, we. Connecting the dots. Yeah, we, okay. yeah Paisley was only three weeks old and so sean constant kind of reserved a spot again mm -hmm. we think that's who it was mm -hmm. and so because we were like man we're coming to a place that 
like, and I mean, I leave every day and go to work and around people. And so sure. building relationships is a little easier for me and I'm kind of outgoing, but for, for Melissa, you know, stay at home mom, like, and all that. And so it was a huge, it was like a lifesaver, mm-hmm. um, looking back on how critical it was for her and to be one of the moms. And I remember one time Melissa comes home and she's like, my, all my mom friends, we had a conversation today about like car seats. I'm like, okay, all right, that's cool. And she's like, you know, we, we maybe should have bought a better car seat. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what's wrong with the one we got? Or maybe we were like going from the little one to the next phase of car seat or whatever. And Melissa was like, all my mop friends spent like 600 bucks on this car seat. Car and, I'm, seat envy. and I'm like, love, let me tell you something. Like we're going to go to Wally world. We're going to, if we need to get all bougie, we'll go to target. But I'm like, we ain't spending $500 on a car. So just it, anyway, but this, the fun community that Melissa had, um, was crazy critical for mm-hmm. her being a new mom and all that kind of stuff. It was, yeah. So I think that's great wisdom to add. Yeah. Should we tell them that we're the ones who paid for, uh, okay. Were you guys? No, it no. was Sean. It was probably Sean Connery. Okay, okay. I, mean, I was like, oh, we just. Did you know she just had a baby? <laughs> she didn't. For the okay. world li- <laughs> listening, she did not have a baby. She could. It's a, it's a possibility. Anything is possible with God. Yes. Uh, but so, go ahead. Did, but seriously, to answer your question, I, I think for me, um, it, when you're in the grind, the advice I'd give to, to those families is try to find a way to get a break. Mm-hmm. You know, Diane had mops. Um, you know, dads, it, it could be mowing the lawn. Yeah. Or it could be taking a walk. Or maybe you want to go to the home supply store or whatever. But you, you, you've you got to try to untether yourself from the craziness yeah. that goes on in the grind. And then the second thing I think uh, that's important is um, there are lots of other people out in the world that struggle the same yeah. struggles that we have. Yeah. And to remember that, uh, because sometimes we can get kind of so deep down into the issue at hand or how hard things are that we think that um, we're the only ones and, uh, you know, can cause despair or, um, you know, thoughts that are not, not, uh, not good. Um, You know, call on someone, uh, talk to them about kind of what's going on, uh, reach out um, and, uh, and remember that you're not the first person in the world to ever go through that. Yeah. Um, hate to tell you. Um, and there, there's lots of other people. If you talk to them or, or spend time with them that you'll probably find out if you peel back and you get to know people, uh, you peel back the layers, you will find out that, um, we're, we're not, not unlike other families. Yeah. The struggles we have, the difficulties we have, um, how hard life is, uh, seems to be. Yeah. Um, is is pretty common yeah for sure so take take heart in that no that's good that's and just really a good. plug for raising teens we say you know yes. that's our abf here at the church and we've been <laughs> meeting on zoom and when we were meeting in the courtyard we were in real life for a little bit um and hope to get back together soon in real life but you know that's just a group that we say we just commiserate with each other in there <laughs> but awesome. it is it you know yeah. it's a way to encourage one another and to have community absolutely no that's good so let me uh I uh, have two last questions. Um, this one is what, what chip, what advice would you give to dads specifically? And Diane, what advice would you give to moms specifically? And it may be the same, but just, and the other reason I like to ask this is because I've observed a lot of dads are crazy passive and I've seen that in we see with Adam and Eve and the passivity there that happened, I would say roughly 7,500 years ago. 
Um, and just, so what advice would you give specifically to other dads and other moms? Because I think there's challenges that are different because we're wired differently. We can have different roles in the marriage and, and parenting and loving our kids and all of the things that go in with that. Even how you guys have expressed you're Diane, you're the one that they call all the time, you know, and, and chip, you're the one they call. Cause well, they've they need got, a W4 for <laughs> they need that. they've got to pick that health plan by yes. Tuesday and, uh, they're not going to call mom (laughs) and that and and yeah and that's you know and that's uh, praise god they called you know and so just what advice would you give specifically to moms diane and and to dad's chip so for me i think and and i tend to be i'm very analytical and and sometimes hardest on myself than uh, uh, diane or other people are um i think if i were to do things over again i try to be more soft Hmm. you know i think uh uh, when she was talking about science projects and and uh, homework and all that kind of stuff, a lot of that was me. Um, and uh, you know, when you've got kids that are having difficulty or resisting, um, and you're trying to understand how they're learning and all that kind of stuff, uh, that caused some friction in our yeah uh, our relationships when they were kids. And uh, with the and my relationship is uh, in in our marriage. Um, <coughs> So I'd say be more understanding and softer uh, for me is if I were to be able to turn the clock back. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but, you know, everyone's still living. Um, Diane's still here and we the kids are all still here. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, years. you know, uh, <laughs> again, it goes back to being intentional. Yeah. And, and realizing that. And if that is a regret or something that I could improve on, um, taking the action to try to try to change it. No, that's good. That's good. What about you, Diane, for moms? Well, I think for me, I mean, I think a regret I have is that I wasn't um, probably more supportive of Chip when he would tell the kids to, you know, do something or, you know, and then they're whining about it. And they start to learn that you're the soft one, the mom, or that's how it was for us. And the dad was more authoritative. And um, so they could totally work us, you know, as parents. And um, I think that that's unity is what you're talking about. Right. And just we need to be unified in private, figure out what the message is to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. We Those spent, little manipulative four kids that we have. <laughs> and they learn it crazy young. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's, it is shocking when the sin comes out at mm-hmm. the young age. Anyway. It's a dynamic that I, I do regret that I, you know, I wish that I was more like, no, dad said this and y'all need, we need to respect what dad said and, you know, just go with that instead yeah. of, you know, having the conversation in like, the car in oh, front, in I front know. of all of them about what your feelings are. I know yeah. it's not yeah. the way you want it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so, um, we all know dad's crazy and this is tolerate dad today. Well, just we, eat the ice cream in the garage <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> around, no. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I think a lot of the time that our kids were growing up, Chip felt like he would say, I'm the bad dad and you're the fun mom. And so, um, you know, that was kind of the dynamic that we had in our house because we had, you know, he was more authoritative and I wasn't. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there and that's what their, their households are like. So I guess I was, yeah, I was, I wish I would have been more unified with him and supported him more in his, um, efforts to get them to do what he wanted them to do. 
Yeah, for sure. Yes, great question. <laughs> Last question. Did you and Chip talk before? We did today? not. No, we we did not sync up. Um, he, no, we did so not. So we'd like to talk. Now we'd like you to write down, Diane, 10 things. That, <laughs> <laughs> that you're going to improve on. No, not at all. Not at all. Intervention. Uh, but like, last question here. Like, what are you looking forward to? Um, in terms of preparation or just excitement about the next phase in terms of they're all gone, Lord willing, some of them are going to get married and there's going to be grandkids, you know? So what, what are you guys kind of looking forward to in, in the next phase? Well, for me, it's all the new, the new stuff, right? I mean, you think your kids go away and you're kind of done. You're, you're not, Mm -hmm. if you think about it. Yeah. There are a lot of new chapters and new territory that we've not um, experienced. So, um, them and their first jobs outside of college for sure. You know, they, they've had jobs in summer or, or, yeah. or whatever, but, um, you know, their first kind of big boy or big girl job. Yeah. Um, and how they navigate through the challenges with that, um, or, you know, relationships, um, or marriage or, um, their, their kids. Um, it just goes kind of on and on, but it's, it's shifting gears. It's just yeah. different. Mm hmm. And so I, I really look fondly um, toward, you know, which my kids may get married, which of them aren't, yeah. uh, which ones are going to be uh, successful in life, which ones are going to have this struggle or that struggle. Um, that to me is really where I think as a parent of adult children um, kind of excites, excites me because I, I, I'm relating differently with my children than I was when they were smaller. Yeah. Um, we talked before about um, this podcast about just the amount of control you have when they're little and the grasp has to kind of let go when they yeah. are, you know, probably high school and then a whole lot more when they are in college and they're away from you, even more so when they're living on their own um, and all that. So yeah, um, they, they have called on me more and relied on me more for um, kind of life advice. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and that's, that's fun. It's, it's fun to see your children succeed. Yeah. Um, you know, if they do well in, cl- in a class or uh, they've got great friendships, um, that's that's kind of the, the harvesting of things that you as a parent hope that you had some role in in sowing. Yeah. Um, that, that you're now seeing, you know, them reap. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. What about you, Diane? What are you looking forward to in the next phase? Well, I mean... I don't think we're going to have grandkids anytime soon because nobody's, I mean, only one of our children is dating someone, but um, I, I do think about that. And, um, but whether they have them or they don't have them, I, I didn't have a lot of time to play with my kids when they were little. It was mainly just like the grind, what we've been talking about the day to day, just keeping them alive and fed was kind of the goal. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) and that is um, (laughs) a low bar, (laughs) but Um, still needed, you know, you know, basics of life. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to traveling more just Mm. with Chip and myself. And, um, so no, that's great. Yeah. Well, appreciate you guys coming on. It was fun. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, Mm Yeah, no, it's been, it's been, and been fun. You know, we've known you guys for, since our time here in, at Austin Oaks and had a couple of your teenagers in the uh, high school ministry. It was fun. So, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys very much. And um, thanks for joining us on the House on Fire podcast. Please share this so others can be blessed by the conversation we had today. And we will see you all next time. <laughs>